Welcome back to the Smoking Cask Podcast. I am Greg. And I'm Jake. Today we're reviewing one of Jake's bottles, one of his, I hope, new favorites. This is... New favorites, yes. Glenfiddich 21-year Rum Cask Reserva. It does look a little... A little gorgeous, like I was trying to say it, on our first five takes of the intro. It's definitely a a pretty ass bottle with that orange and the nice white label and batch number six eight sixty eight. We're one off from being sixty nine. How upset? Why don't we have a How bunch of sixty nine? All right, so I started opening this before we actually. Um, the summer of sixty eight doesn't have the same the ring to it. All right, yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, so I started opening this up. Um, uh, Right before the episode, because I was going to pour a little bit of it, and and yeah, but now, I decided not to because of the satisfying sound now, this full, makes. Full disclosure: open up, meaning ripping off the uh, metallic oh, label. Brand new bottle. We are pulling. Yeah, we're ripping off the uh, matter of fact perforated metallic. Taking a picture for the website. Oh, look at that! Look at that tab hanging out there. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah, home That's of the it. brave. Home of the. How did that turn out? I oh, it like turned out great. Look great. You're kidding yourself. Like it looked great. But oh, yeah, good lot. Yeah, there you go. It's not bad. But either way, yeah. So it was such a satisfying sound because I was—I still had my headphones on, so I was hearing it over the microphone. That I thought I'd just share this with you. All right, here we go. We are tearing off the perforated label. That is a really satisfying sound. It really was. Wasn't <laughs> Son it? of a bitch, dude. And you know what gets me? You know, you're scrolling on Facebook or whatever, whatever the case may be. Have you seen those those videos where it's just purely like satisfying sounds or like shapes where they'll take like silly putty and they'll cut it and it's just like perfect. I haven't it's so satisfying. I haven't seen those or listened to those, but no, I'm sure I'm one day a, I'll need it. I'm not a big social media person, but that's like the only joy that. Whoa, look at that cap. Yeah, listen here. So. I just want to say that our last week's episode was the Glenfiddich 18 small batch. Yeah. Quote, our small batch from Glenfiddich. We never, we will never remember the sound of the label being ripped off of that because we've drank so much of it between (laughs) then and now that we've forgotten it. But that was a really cool experience. And you're holding the cap, the the the, the, well, the tin cap, essentially. Yeah, the outer, like, the aluminum cap, whatever that is. What do you? What do they call it? It's like security seal or whatever. Make sure nobody yeah, got into it yeah. beforehand. Feel the weight on that though. I was actually like. Whoa. It's got some weight to it. You might that need is, to keep that. Guy. That might be lead paint. <laughs> <It might> be, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what makes it taste. Well, the secret to the secret to our scotch is that it tastes lead. great. Because it's got lead in it. What? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. We got bitches here. So apparently my wife is hired up for finding out a substitute for tomato paste or tomato sauce because we're making some bad eighth Puerto Rican rice. Now that's going to make it sound like two things. A, I'm a chauvinist because I called her a bitch, and B, I'm a chauvinist because she's doing the cooking. But let me assure you, I'm the bitch of the relationship most of the time, and I always do the cooking. And he's a phenomenal cook. So <laughs> so I only joke, and she said... Why do you think I'm here? It's not for the whiskey or the podcast. <laughs> exactly. It's for the fucking food. Forget this guy. I'm just going to come over and eat his food. And actually, she said, I'll kill you right after I said that and yep. paused it. The that's old, what uh, she does. Who, who does that? Um, uh, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ahmed, yep. Yeah. I kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Dunham used fucking to be funny. Great. Then he got divorced and became a douchebag in stand-up, but he used to well, be really funny. That seems to be what happens to the best of them. Yep. Well, unless you're Robin Williams. Dude, oh. so... 
Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. Prince, All right, come so on, Prince Ali. Let's bring this back some fucking hell. You know what? <laughs> let's just start over. Nah, we're no. good. All right, so um, I have no idea where we left off aside from uh, the heavy tin piece, which oh. is fucking. I mean, I was making fun of their scotch for being great because it's got lid in it, yeah. but it's actually just. I mean, it is really that topper is heavier than most corks. <laughs> it yeah, really is. I mean, that's like drop on the table from about four inches. Oh yeah, that's heavy. All right, so that was more like twelve inches. When, <laughs> what with how you taught Elaine to measure? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, oh, so when I took this lead cap off, I was—I mean, look at that. It's got like a gold inlaid piece. Oh, that's that's Hang on, one I'm gonna, step above usual. All right, so I'm gonna go and pop this because in the last episode I forgot and I was been thinking about that for a while. So here we go. Fresh bottle pop time. Fresh bottle pop on a Glenfiddich twenty-one year. We're, Rum I would say this is the most expensive thing in my basement, but we're sitting next to my gaming computer, so it's not. Mm-mm. But for the sake of this podcast, it's the most expensive scotch in my basement and probably the most expensive one that's ever been down here. Really? Yes. This is. Holy we've shit. not had Dalmore down here. We do not have any of the others that we have uh, stashed away, uh-huh, squirreled away. They haven't been down here. Huh? They have not been down here. So this is the most expensive scotch that's been on our recording station, which is a giant room full of blue paint that makes an echoey uh-huh. sound. Go for it, my friend. Bottle pop time on the Glenfiddich 21 Rum Cask Reserve. Oh, that's a tight one. Wow, that was, yeah, that was I think they want you to dump someone pulling that guy out. All right, ready? Oh, that was, wait a second. Oh, that's not good. Please, please don't do that. There you go. That's actually really good. Uh, And that bottle, unlike the rest of their bottles, that bottle is filled right up to the label on the top. What you're not, that's very true. This thing is super full, but hence the high pitch sound. What you're not getting is like the total looseness. Mm, We're going to have to drink some of that and I'm going to have to see, maybe see if this cork expands. Let's say, look, see how it's fat at the, I don't know. Well, I think it's probably beveling the bottle. Put your finger in that bottle, giggity. See what? (laughs) Put your finger in the bottle. Mm -hmm. No. Ooh. No, no. You... Oh, fuck the cap. Let's get straight to the whiskey. This stuff smells good. <laughs> All right. So I know that's going to take it down on the rating scale a little bit, but, uh, you know, hey, got to do what you got to do. There you go. Sir. Oh, no. I can't pour it. It's yours. All right. Well, I let you spill half the downward because it was half yours. But... <laughs> Jesus. That was ridiculous. <laughs> the downward cigar malt, fantastic whiskey. We got it on sale for $199 instead of $219. Whoa! Just, just don't let Jake pour it. And uh, and yeah, we uh, I watched Jake pour out some of my life uh, savings on the table, but it was worth it. All right, man. Oh boy! So this is the moment that we've been waiting for for yes, quite it is. some time. And for those of y'all who haven't listened yet, that are going to hopefully go back and re-listen, this is the moment that you're going to wait for as well. I'm I I'm upset about that cork, but we will get back to that later. Let's see if that maybe fixes itself. Why don't you tip it upside down once and let it soak a little? Maybe you dirty cork soaker. Yeah, dirty cork soaker. Maybe, but soaking some corks, you cork so- cork soaker. I just can't believe that. Uh, you know what? I don't even want to think about I, it. Let's I, get into the whiskey. All right. I got to tell you, the nose, I mean, it's poured up tall right now. Jake was very generous. But this <laughs> nose is... <laughs> it's its the miniature... Uh, I think we we <laughs> talked about it in the last episode. They're the miniature, what you, like two and a half ounce max Glencairns. It's like... That's like twice the size of my penis. Yeah. I but believe that. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. I believe that. You've seen the, you've seen the, the line in the sand. Lines in the Sand by Peter Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's it's a, another it's one. a book title. Lines in the Sand by Peter Dragon. Uh, sliding uh, Down the Bannister by Peter Burns. Yeah, and How uh, to Train Your Tiger by Claude Balls. <laughs> yeah, um, um, Water on the Ground by I.P. Freely yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Rusty Bed Springs by I.P. Knightley. 
Now back to the nose <laughs> okay. and the scotch. Okay, it's been a really rough day of work. I got to tell you. So um, uh, yes. this is this is the most wonderful uh, escape. And the nose on this guy is awesome. It's a little bit rummy. It's a, it's got a little bit of the um, sweet vanilla spicy rum scent, but it's really really mild. It doesn't have much. All right. Like I'm so anxious to try it because I have a question. Do you want to? And and I have a question about a question. So. I have a question that I don't know whether or not I want to go into right now and make a big deal about it or whether I want to go into it later after we've done our nose and tasting. Does it have to do with the typical Glenfiddich nose? No, it has to do with this particular bottle, um, this specifically. Why don't you just go right into it, man? We're at uh, eight and a half minutes. What the hell almost. is going on, Glenfiddich? Where do you get your rum from? So, out of all the research that I have done on this bottle... All I can find is that it says that they take rum casks, and it says our rum. It says on there, our rum. Our O-U-R? Yes, as in, like, their rum, and they take their rum casks and uh, put their whiskey in it. So are they just willy-nilly making rum and then dumping that shit out back? Or, like, giving it to, like, the local bar down the well, street? Or as like, we as we learned, uh, so we made a... a I'm making you, a big deal about this because <laughs> I want to know. If you guys listened to the 18-year um, last week, we made a big deal about going down to um, A. Smith Bowman. And, and I'm, I'm going to point something out. Thank you, Sarah. Out. You're awesome. They have their great-great-grandfather something Bowman, uh, Captain Jack Bowman, yeah. who brought in uh, rum, which isn't actually true. So what my point is, uh, as I joke about things that will probably get me in trouble with Disney, basically, they have a rum, but they get it from another rum distiller who handles that and then spices it and then sells it to them and they rebarrel it and then sell it to us. So when they say at Glenfiddich, our rum, the likelihood that they actually make that rum is very, very low. I mean, the amount of space, the amount of product you would need to make that and also have this much scotch being produced in how many, we got the core we have the experimental and the excellence to be able to make all that yeah. and have room to store it and make millions of gallons of it in a year or two's time go out and hit the market. Now, they're probably their rum is probably much like if you lived in Scotland and you hit up Glenfiddich locally, which I'd be dead already if I lived in Scotland. I'll just say that Scotland is a place oh, yeah. that yeah, my liver would have like left my body already, been like, ah, forget you, I'm done. Yeah. But I'm thinking that if you were to walk up to Glenfiddich there, it'd be a lot like when we walked into A. Smith Bowman and they have this rum sitting on a table. And this rum is like, hey, it's ours. It's in our bottle, and it came from our cask. Okay, but did you make it? Well, not exactly. That's yeah. that's what I think you'd find out. Yep. So I was anyway. really hoping that somewhere I was going to be able to like hit like a UK website and find a bottle of Glenfiddich rum. I think the best way to go is to honestly get some Google Voice credits and call them and ask. Yeah. We do a podcast. Are you interested in telling us where your rum is sourced from? That's a whole other thing that I was kind of thinking about doing, um, was reaching out to them via email to start and see sending, them, sending them threatening letters. Well, or... yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> just like newspaper clipped letters. And just where did you get clear, your rum yeah. from? No, I was, I was thinking about reaching out to them because I have a lot of questions that despite some very thorough research, um, uh, during work hours. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> despite some very it's best thir- to get paid for your hobbies. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying now, d- so d- despite uh, despite some some pretty thorough research, uh, I can't find anything too descriptive. Really, what I can find is what's on their website, 
and then a bunch of repeats of what is on their website. Right. Uh, That's I pretty much it. People copy paste from the source. Yeah. 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 I can't. Uh, I can't really find too much about Glenn Fiddick anywhere else. Nothing new. Well, you know where you're going to find the most out. information. I have so though? many questions for them regarding the rest of the line. Yeah. Unless you unless you go to Scotland, the only place you're going to find more information is right in this class. Yeah. Now we're never going to know the rum without going and asking them. But I'm going to tell you right now, two things. One, my taste and my scent of this is rum. Yep. Okay. Burnt burned barrel and just a very small hint of what would normally be a Glenfiddich, but I don't get the right. apple or the pear. But I got to tell you, the second thing, thank you for bringing this over because this is a very expensive thing to share with a friend. It is. Yeah. It is good. It is uh it it is a good bottle. I what, was excited to crack it open. I will definitely say that. What do you think about the nose on it? The nose is great. I mean, I'm absolutely getting the rum. I don't know whether what I'm kind of confused on right now, and these are two completely different things, so I'm trying to really figure out what's what here. Sure. I'm getting like a little bit of what could be pineapple-ish, but I'm also getting like a coconut or like a cocoa butter, like a, I don't know, it smells like my wife's been sitting outside tanning. You know I what love, I mean? I love that smell. Yeah, like that's what I'm that's Speaking what I'm of getting. which, if you don't see me for a few weeks coming up in the late spring, it's because I decided to go to an island somewhere. Mm. Fuck all the COVID rules. I'm done with it. Um, yeah. Secondly... I love that smell, but I think what you're getting is a weird combination of spiced rum, burned barrel, and maybe the original oh. maples in that in that scotch, which honestly, that's what I get. But you combine the two, go nostril to nostril, and it does smell like somebody's awesome tanning oil. Yep. But yep. Go, go center nose on it, and you're going to get the usual suspects plus rum cask plus the actual smell of distilled rum i 100 this is almost like if they took the 18 year and added some like coconut or yeah. pineapple or something which is weird because it almost sounds too cliche to say it's like they kissed it with the island you know but that's yeah. kind of yeah. what it is nope i'll agree that's cliche as fuck <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i'm also fat but you're not you're not talking about that all right and i gotta <sighs> taste it so the nose, we're not getting too deep into I've, this tasting sheet kind of nose thing. We're not really even looking at it. But I got to say, get a little maple, get a little of the Caribbean side of it. And then I get a lot of the, I get a lot of this interesting blend of those. I don't know if I'm at the vanilla or the maple stage. I am still at the vanilla stage. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. I am still at the vanilla stage. I wouldn't say it's matured enough to be maple. That's kind of what I find is that vanilla... Once you get into older whiskeys, your vanilla matures into more of a vape, uh, a maple, for me. I like that more. I like that more than a cigar malt. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yep. Wow. We just had a breakthrough, guys. I'm gay. You know what I was about? I was about <laughs> to say, which might have upset you. I don't like this. Uh, well, hang on. Not that I don't like this. It's not that at all. It's that it's not worth the money. I like it is more what than, I will say. I like it more than a cigar malt. But I'm also a spiced rum guy. Mount Gay spiced rum, yeah. one of the best things you can get. Sorry, Mount what? Mount Straight. <laughs> Mount GFY. You know what that stands for? Uh, no. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't see that coming. That's what she said. Uh, I do. I, I'll tell you what. It's it's got similar profiles to the cigar malt Dalmore, but the difference is instead of having that kind of grapey, very grapey, almost whiny smell at the end, yeah, and taste, yep, this has spiced rum. 
Now, yep. I don't know if it's spiced rum. I don't know where it came from. We just went over that ad nauseum, but I like this. I Well, I don't know. I guess we got to try them against one another. We'll have to do that. We split the cost of the Dalmore, so we can try that. I'll pitch you some money towards this Glenfiddich 21, and we'll try these side by side next episode. How about that? Uh, we, we definitely can... Um... We, well, I mean, we're going to do the whole core lineup. We can bring them all down here and just have a, a sampler. And It'd go be nice to get, more as well. get nice and lit before we start having a, a potentially two or three hour long podcast. About that's a good the whole idea. Core lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's a good idea. We'll sample them all. We uh, we here at uh, the Smoking Cask, uh, the Smoking Cask dot com, the Smoking Cask podcast. We make the best decisions in life. <laughs> yeah, okay. www.thesmokingcask.com. <laughs> cask through at the Smoking Cask. Com. We we tried the, our first ever published episode was the Dalmore Cigar Malt, and it was on par with the price of this, maybe down by twenty dollars, and we got it down by forty because we got it on sale. Yep, it was incredible. This I'm going to savor every sip of this because I like it, and I'm not a Glenfiddich diehard. I love Glenfiddich, but it's not my personal choice. I like this as much as or more than the Cigar Malt because I love rum. I love rum, always have. And it's not something I drink often because what do you do with rum? You mix it with sugary soda yeah. and, and you ruin it. Or even like the Mount Gay, which I know, I it, <laughs> you know, but the it's Barbados rum. They make an extra dark version, which is <laughs> hilarious in itself for a lot of reasons. But they make an extra dark version. They make a regular version, whatever. It is very good. It's mild on the sweetness. It's got a lot that you could actually taste like a scotch. You yeah. can actually sit down and taste it and be like, oh, my God. It's And there are sipping rums. So when it, when it comes to whiskey alternate or alternatives, alternates. I guess that's still what it works. Either one. When it comes when it comes to whiskey alternatives, I tend to uh, swing towards the tequila, the Cabo Wabos, the Don Julio. I would tend to go to Bells. the rums. Now I appreciate yeah. the tequilas, but I don't know many. I would go to the yeah. rums, and I don't know many of those either. Well, there's some good sipping rums that you might be able to introduce me to, because uh, yeah, I don't really tend too much on that side. I'm gonna make you wear a Mountain Gay shirt while you sip it. <laughs> <laughs> Get pictures for the website. That's, that's fine. Right. Look, I'll do it in the name of the in the name of the podcast. That's I'm gonna fine. make you wear a Mountain Gay thong. You said for the website. I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, we'll put up a poll. If the people want it, we got to give the people what they want. This rum smells you know? like when Jake just got done sunbathing. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I, I we'll really do. We'll put up do. a poll. We'll see if that many people really <laughs> oh, want I'll it. Oh, I'll put up a poll already. Right. Yeah. Based on the way I thought Elena measure would be three feet long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a soundboard, <sighs> honestly? We're looking at this damn mixing board we so, barely touched, but this whiskey, this whiskey makes me want to start really... Just forgetting about the audio production and just going straight for drinking expensive scotches. It's I think what's going to happen too is I I just need to give it a second. Right, I had a little had a little snack. Do me a favor. Take another sip or two. Yeah, or took yeah. a sip or two of whiskey earlier. Um, get any water that's in this out. Give yeah. it a, give it a drink. Let me give us a if there's shot. anything left. And do me a favor. And next drink you have of this, chew it. Chew it. Okay. Chew it. I can do that. I know we don't have a ton of these glasses. We probably got about an ounce and a half. But um, yeah, that'll do it for you. Swish it around a little bit. <laughs> In case anybody wonder what that sound was, it was the sound of an Arctic jug because we all have those in our lives. Yes, sir. I love them. All, all right. right. Give here it a chew. With, here we go with the chew. Cheers. Here, something for you to um something for you to look at real quick. Look at the look just look at this bottle. Look at this cap. Look at that inlay. What what that's like a gold coin inlay on the top of that. It's pretty badass. We'll make sure we put a picture of that up on the maybe we can do that for the um the thumbnail for the the podcast. Well, sure, sure can. 
Sure can. Which for anybody, I mean, look, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you found us, but we're on we're on what? Spotify, Podbeam, Apple Apple Podcasts. What else are we on? I don't know if we're on Spotify yet. I think we are on Spotify. No, we are. That's how I listen to most of them for quality control. <laughs> you think I'd know that, but yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, so we're on we're on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and we're gonna be expanding that. We're actually also on uh, I link to the uh, show from uh, my favorite app, which is Podcast Addict uh, hmm. on Android. And it's also good on iPhone, um, but it's really good on Android if you're looking for something to pick up your podcast on. And I'm not like a diehard podcast guy, but every time I get into another one, I learn that I love it more than music because I particularly enjoy being able to hear something new all the time. And music, especially what I listen to, there's not a lot of it out there uh, that really gets me, that gets me going. So yeah. if you get a chance, check out podcast addict, check out Podbean, uh, podbean.com, Google podcast, which is built into your phone or Apple podcast, which is built into your phone. Is it, sorry to interrupt. Is it Podbean? Bean, B-E-A-N. B-E-A-N. Oh, I thought it was Podbean. It's closely related to the pod legume, but not quite. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we're all over the place, but if you are listening, which no one is, um, you know, share it with your friends, which uh, would be zero times zero would be zero, but uh, do what you can. Oh, it is Podbean. Look at that. Yeah. I totally, I mean, look, everybody, trust but verify, and I had to verify, (laughs) and I was wrong. It is Podbean. All right. You're on top of your shit. I might even even just scrap the website and legit link, and this is for anybody out there, you might see this change. I might just legit link our Google... Um, domain mm-hmm. right back to the Podbean website because it has everything built into it already. Oh no shit! Yeah. All right. I need to. I need to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. Figure that out. Well, you don't need to figure it out. It's boring. so the the whole uh, chewing aspect. Yeah. That, that was good. Um, it, it is good. It is a twenty one year old whiskey. It is good. <sighs> With that being said, for the price. Now I I know we're not supposed to have price weigh in and all that stuff, but let's no we do. We our price weigh in is less numerical and more subjective for yeah. us. When we talk about price, Jake and I are in an industry where we make money, but we also work for our money. So that said, yep. things over a hundred dollars become a question of should we and will we regret it, and that's usually where we wind up. Yeah. And so so for this being over two hundred, I'm actually apt to say that. Even the Dalmore, as much as I love it, I'd buy it again, but I would do it with a lot of reservations because See, I'm, it's expensive. Funny. I wouldn't think twice about buying that Dalmore for a second time, but I would think twice about buying another bottle of this. You got to, you got to, you know what, next time we're going to do another episode. We're going to do a whole lineup, but I really do think we need to do another interlude where it's just 20 minutes of us yeah. going Dalmore versus... Glenfiddich 21 Ugh. and just see, you know, nuts to nuts. We'll do it in, you know what? We'll get together in Mr. Jake's garage and do an episode Ooh. there for a change, and we will talk cigar this through. Cigar smoking that time. Yeah, we'll have a little cigar with it, because that's the thing about the cigar malt is we did, and to give this a fair shake against a similarly priced bottle, we might have to do the same thing. Maybe. Yeah, and... That would be our January cigar. That, ooh. I mean, no, I'm totally down for that idea. I'm totally down. What I'm what I'm disappointed in is... Ugh, son of a bitch. It was. It's good. It's good. But I. I just. I have problems with being like. Oh, I need to take almost. pictures of the of the Glenfiddich fanboy crying over here. I really, <laughs> dude. I look. Listen. I'm. I am a little upset. You can see that in my face. I'm sure. He's I'm a Glenfiddich like, fanboy. I'm I, sitting here staring at this like. <sighs> that's good, but it's not everything I hoped it to be. Well, I, don't I guess even know I'll what just I wanted drink it to be. the rest of it myself. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, listen. Help yourself to as much as you would like. Um, no, you know, and it's funny because just leave me with at least. Half if, the bottle. If this had been what you thought it would be, you'd already be coveting it behind your chair. I know you. Yep. 
just like the Dom where we both like consciously agreed to slide it back yeah. out of our purview because we didn't want to overdrink it because it's so effing good. Um, I'm I'm kind of in that boat with this one, but I got to give it another try. It's so that's I just I'm gonna take a little sip of water here and let Jake uh, enthrall you guys with a story about how he figured out his sexuality when he was younger. Um, so started in 2001. Um, no, <laughs> no, I I am um, I don't know. Listen, it's it's not about whether it's good or not. It's good. It's good. It's about whether out the door it's worth almost two hundred and fifty dollars. That is where I think I draw the line. I think that I would I would rather drink the uh, fifteen year for damn sure. Well, that's well, yeah. I think I'd rather take drink the eighteen year for damn sure. I'd rather drink the fifteen year. I look if we're talking about something that costs what the eighteen year costs, we're gonna jump right immediately directly back to Lagavulin sixteen because or Lagavulin distillers even because shoulder. Well, yeah. listen. <laughs> Different apples. This is apple. That's apples to much less expensive apples. <laughs> if we're talking actual apples to apples, I do think that if you're going to go for something like the Glenfiddich 15, I mean, I mean, that's so there are, there's a huge, yeah, there's a huge price difference here. Um, I can kind of agree. And, and, and here's the thing you've been looking at this bottle for over a year. I've owned a bottle of this for over two years and I. Yeah, just bought that one for the purpose of this podcast, so I didn't have to open up the one that I've already got, and I've been wanting to drink this, and that's that's another big reason why I'm like disappointed. Yeah, because this is I've, I just gave away too much hype. I think we need to take this in my own head. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You you probably have been building up your expectations yep. based on every whiskey, not just Scotch, but every whiskey you've touched in the interim from the time you bought this until you drank it. I've got to say it's very good, and what I would recommend. Because we save our money, buy it our time. Maybe we go down to Panama where we had our honeymoon, whatever. But and not you and me, my wife and me. <laughs> our honeymoon, <laughs> sweetie. Thanks for clarifying. I Hi, sweetie. Yeah, well, you wouldn't. You were drugged yeah. uh, in the back, <laughs> in the back of a Pontiac Firebird. Um, no, we, uh, we maybe we go down to the islands there where Panama, we Panama was New York or uh, New Mexico. <laughs> That's all it was. Okay. Now okay. maybe we go down there and we take this and we go out in the sand and snorkel and drink this scotch. <laughs> And truly enjoy ourselves, and then you'll find the magic of it. Because I think this is meant for that. It's meant for the Caribbean feel. It's got the scent. It's got the flavor, well, the rum to it, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, whenever I, I'm, I'm sorry you're disappointed because I do enjoy it, but well, I understand where you're coming from. Again, the, the I think that the disappointment revolves a lot around the hype. Um, you gonna throw a drop in it? Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can't get uh, a modest, not modest, a, just just a, just a smidge in the water, maybe one or two drops. To help change that profile, maybe see if I can. There's pull only like a drop in there; you'll be fine. I believe that. To see if I can pull just a smidgen else out of it, it'll go. And that's the one thing too Ooh. for anybody. <laughs> for anybody, oh, dude, look—you can see that oil like glistening up. It looks yeah. like you just pulled poured uh, oil in like a puddle. Um, you got a little more in there. You want to pour me one too? Here, I don't want to do it because I don't want to overdo it. No, oh, I'll overdo There's it for a sure. Very, very little bit in there. If by overdo it you mean spell it on my laptop, I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't you worry. So, for anybody who's, um, there you go, there you go. For anybody who's out there, um, <laughs> too much, too much. Son of a bitch! Who who drinks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw a little scotch on top of that. I'm sorry. So, anybody out oh. there who drinks uh, scotch? Uh, see, we're getting the squeaks coming out, <laughs> but we're not getting the pop. You know what I'm saying? There's no. 
Wait. All right. I'm going to do this. Too bad your mom's going out with squeak. I'm sorry. You won't even know that <laughs> reference. You won't even know that reference. Basketball, everybody. No, I don't know. What reference is that? Oh, my God. Before I finish the thought that I was trying to say go ahead. four times. No, no. Go, go ahead. Yeah. All go right. Ahead. Then we'll talk about this. You son all right. of a bitch. All right. So, um, all right. Let me let me work <laughs> my way backwards. So, the last thing was the, the thing. So, we're getting more of a squeak coming out of that bottle rather than a bottle pop, right? We're not getting a... We're getting just a... It's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Then you have, uh, what was that? I can hear you through the floor. Be careful. Yeah. (laughs) She's used to that. (laughs) Uh, So, um, oh, shoot. I don't remember at all what I was talking about. I'm going to listen to this in the car in a couple days and be be like, that's what I meant to say. Son of a bitch. He's such an asshole. (laughs) Where did I go? Nah, it's what you're talking about is we usually get a nice big... Oh, water. No, no, no. So, okay, so yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm past We're that. We're past so. the bottle pops? Yeah, right. yeah. So bottle pops are good. So um, yeah, uh, add water to your whiskey. Not a lot of water. Any whiskey. A- any whiskey. Does not matter. Even, um, uh, I did it with a cognac recently, and it, it was pretty oh. surprising. So yeah, any uh, any type of spirit, uh, it'll work, but it definitely works well with whiskeys. Um, and when I say water, I'm talking like, you know, if you have an ounce, add like one or two or maybe three drops, but three's pushing it. Like one or two per ounce will will definitely do you. What that does is the um, uh, the oils in the water are uh, hydrophobic, meaning that they don't like water, so they rise to the surface of the. Why are you looking at me like that? We use that in our work. Never mind. You guys can't see Greg. Don't pay attention to Greg. So um, yeah, they're hydrophobic, meaning that they don't like water, and all the oils rise to the surface of the uh, the glass. So your next sip is just very concentrated oils, and he's fucking giggling and throwing me off. But so, all right, so what were we talking Hydro- about with your thing? Because that's obviously more important. <laughs> <laughs> hydrophobic. It is hydrophobic. I got a bunch. I got a picture of a bunch of guys with their uh, it's hydrophobic flags on their hats in the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> hydrophilic get, get your hydrophobic ass out of my town <laughs> your hydro ass out of my town <laughs> oh yeah that's hilarious uh, i'm sorry i'm over here cracking up i can't help it uh yeah <laughs> it's not more important go ahead <laughs> no that was pretty much it uh, I'll just mute add just add water to your whiskey <laughs> um no matter what you got even if you got a bottle of don't be a hydrophobe <laughs> yeah don't don't be hydrophobic that's not good nobody's no, ever ran a it really does add a lot of and and not so much on these um on the on your <laughs> on your space sides and Highland single malt scotches, it does not add a ton. It adds enough. It'll change oh, your profile it, a lot. Yes, yeah. you'll notice it. But if you really want to see some transformation, try uh, like a Lafroig ten and hate it and piss off you know all your neighbors by cursing as loud as you can on the deck. And then one day do the same thing, but do it with a drop of water in it. Just one oh. drop in a two ounce pour of that will turn it into a whiskey you enjoy. It is unbelievable what that does. It's the biggest oh. hydrophobe I know. It's not even allowed to go to San Francisco. <laughs> have you have you taken a sip since you added water? Oh yes, it's delicious. Have you? You got I me. Didn't... You got me all bored. I'm over here thinking about other shit because I'm bored over here. I now. didn't notice. Uh, I didn't notice too much of a change. Honestly, most of the time in the whiskeys, you can you can taste the viscosity difference. But I have. I didn't even notice I don't, it. On I this. don't taste that. What I noticed that's even better is I get I get the kind of the charred rum barrel finish really really strong with the sweet at the beginning and instead of, there's no middle ground to that flavor now i get sweet and charred and that's it and i do notice that pretty heavily even if you smell it it actually brings back some of the apple and pear of the typical glenfiddich smell i guess what i was expecting was like a well that's like what i was saying it's not a transformation for a space side or a highland 
if you're if you're in the Isla region, it's a transformation. One drop, and, and here's the thing: you do, guys. If you if you want to try a drop of whiskey, or drop <laughs> drop of water in your whiskey, you take some water, run your finger under the faucet, or un, put it in your glass, dip it, and then hold your pinky. After you've dipped your pinky or any finger, you dip that and you hold it sideways at kind of a crescent shape, and you will get eventually one drop beat up on your finger. Let that drop into your glass, and you don't have to deal with buying. There's a lot of expensive whiskey droppers and stuff out there. Oh yeah, um, there's like thir- I forget what they're called. They have a fancy name, but they're like yeah. thirty some bucks. Yeah, and it's essentially it's, just dude. Like a- get an eyedropper out of some medicine for your dog and clean it out. <laughs> oh, so I bought um, I bought the uh, blue tinted bottles uh, that you can get. Uh, I bought them on Amazon. It was a two pack. They were blue tinted bottles that probably held like. I don't know, maybe eight ounces or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like a little eyedropper cap and all that. I think I got two bottles for like well, eight bucks or something. So, yeah, that's what I use Perfect. to put a couple drops in my... If in you my search whiskey. for whiskey dropper or water dropper for whiskey, you will spend too much. And Amazon yeah. these days, the algorithm knows. They will send you to the expensive whiskey products yeah. rather than sending you to the $8 Chinese four-pack of bottles with yep. droppers in them. All yeah. you need is one or two drops per ounce, and then it's plenty. And then it might even be too much. Maybe one drop per ounce is plenty. Yeah, I think um, I think we agreed before one drop is... It does. I mean, it does wonders. It's crazy. And I mean, listening to it, it might be whatever. But once you do it, you know, you take, you take whatever bourbon or scotch or whatever it is you're drinking you put one drop of water per one shot glass and then you take a just a very small sip like you're skimming off the top you will be surprised at the amount of oils that you get off of that one it, drop it's almost like taking a scotch that's this old 21 years and reverse aging it you keep the flavors but you bring it's back like a concentrate almost. you bring back some of the moisture into that scotch mm-hmm. and i think it, it it's weird it sounds stupid when I say it out loud, but I think, well, so does everything else I say, but I think it opens up the flavors a lot too. It really does because of that. I think you're almost reverse aging because you know you're going to lose some moisture in your scotch if it ages longer in wood. Eventually, yeah. some of it's going to evaporate along with your alcohol. Um, and we had this dilemma earlier too. We talked about this in, uh, in earlier episodes where, especially with the 18, we're talking about like, how is it, how does the proof work? Because like on a bourbon, we're talking about the best bourbon from A. Smith Bowman is the John J. Bowman, at least the best one you can get on a regular day. And it's so much smoother at 100 proof than some of their 94, 96, whatever it is. Why is that? Uh, you know, we still um, can't figure that out. Oh, well, I think, yeah, there's a little bit of research to be done into that as far as why. But I really think that with the bourbons, they hit like a they hit like a peak matured bourbon at like yeah. 10 to 12 well no not even that probably what 6 to 10 years somewhere between there is like yeah, a actually real good the, bourbon I think, the, I think like and the then, average age of like non bottom shelf bourbon is like 5 to 6 years yeah yeah so and that's that like make, what you can buy for 30 or 40 bucks or and whatever. i think in order to be bourbon you have to be aged for at least 3 right so uh, something like i that. believe it's 3 well maybe i'm thinking about how many years yeah so scotch scotch has to be aged in scotland on Scotland's ground for at least three years. Bourbon may be the same thing. It needs to be at least barreled uh, for three years in order to be bourbon. I could be wrong on that. I need to Google that. But regardless, um, <clears throat> I think that scotches, excuse me, I think that scotches or uh, bourbons probably are their best anywhere between um, three and, or no let's go five and ten years and then scotches like a good scotch is like 15 years all the way up to well i mean this is 21 and it's pretty damn good it seems gimmicky to me but then when we were at a smith bowman again i'm going to talk about it a lot because i thought it was fascinating 
she said, well, a lot of these, bur I said, you know, uh, how long are these barrels that we bought, are they going to hold up before they fall apart? And if we put them in the truck and strap them down, are they going to just break? Yeah. Well, they've been sitting in a, they've been sitting in a finishing room for, you know, 10, some of them a decade or more. So obviously, and, and, it, and it clued me into like so this, hold up. yeah, like this, yeah, they can, but this craft is not some bullshit craft. They actually like this A. Smith Bowman and it's just a small place out of Fredericksburg. Yeah. They make good whiskey. For being a small little mom and pop shop, they actually she legit corroborated the story to me that it lasts that it sits there in in a, a bourbon barrel for yeah. uh, for ten years or eight years or what. And, and it's funny to think like I always think there's got to be some way they're hyper speeding this because in modern day culture, we sell so much shit so fast. How is there so much ten year bourbon and fifteen year scotch available? It's because it's been sitting. They had the foresight to make. A million liters of it, two million liters of it, fifteen years ago, and let it sit in age. Yeah. Or they pull it out and put it in another barrel, but whatever. It sits in wood for fifteen years, essentially. It's actually pretty cool that that's real. It one of the few things left in our cultures, I think, uh, around the world that is real is that distilling is distilling. It's not you can't fucking fake it. Now people talk about Jack Daniels and the whole charcoal thing we've talked about ad nauseum before. Yes, there's charcoal in the aging process. But because there is, you can taste it, and it does not taste good. If they fake it, there is no way for them to hide it. There is none. You can, I mean, you could add sugar back, sure. I'm sure you could add all sorts of additives. But whiskey really seems to be pure in itself. The process is pure. Things happen naturally. The fact that they told me, well, this barrel's been sitting here for a decade with whiskey in it. It's probably going to be fine at the back of your truck on the way home. Yeah was like a, a, a bell ringer for me. Like, oh, crap, this is actually real stuff. Yep. It was just cool. Well, I, I mean, you know. so think about it this way, right? So the bottle that we have, I can't tell you exactly what year it's from. I have no way of knowing that. But what I do know is it's one of their original bottlings. Uh, well, it's one of their their old labels, older labels. So I will say that this, this was probably bottled uh let's say 2015 to 2018 right now, i think that's a fair assessment yeah which sure. puts this whiskey at time of distillation anywhere between 1995 and 2000 i suppose and we're drinking it today yeah I mean, again we nuts. talked about that before it's amazing to think where you would have been at that yeah. point i was in like oh, elementary right. school or something and you know we were talking about that with the uh the lagavulin distillers edition yeah yep how it was distilled in 2006 and bottled in 2020 and what were you doing in 2006 oh uh, 2006 i was in elementary school i was i don't know i no you probably middle school uh, or close mm -hmm. my first year oh yeah yep yep i was in 6th uh, grade yep so i was just just delving into dropping out of college and playing around with girls in my hometown. And to think about that and think about where we're at now. And oh, I had done that for years at that point. Oh, me too. But <laughs> I came back home. And I came back home a stallion, my friend. I, I did. But it's one of those things where you're like, well, I was being a complete loser at that time. All I was doing was was drinking and hanging out with girls and yeah. doing stupid shit. And here we are, uh, professional adults doing our thing. You know, uh, we may be a little bit hydrophobic, but we, you don't judge us for who we are. It's fine. So, you, you, here we are. I actually, am. I am hydrophobic. I don't like water. <laughs> I uh, I'm more of a whiskey kind of guy. That's fair. That's fair. But I do think it's pretty interesting to think about where we were. Yeah, that's yeah, really 20, a fun. Twenty one years ago, when this when this stuff could have been um, uh, distilled, which just blows my mind. All right. And aside from aside from the twenty year difference in time, now I want to talk about real quick. 
the time in glass doesn't count, which is why they use glass. Correct. It does stop the evaporation. It does stop the distillation process, which is a byproduct. The, of the maturation process. Maturation, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah distillation. distillation is done immediately, right? That it, We're talking about before it hits a barrel. Correct. Yeah. So it the, stops the maturation. It stops the evaporation. It basically holds that whiskey in time. Now, the thing that can still affect it, which is why we speculate there's a green bottle around the Glenfiddich 12, is the sunlight. And just like a lot of beers were yep. susceptible to that before they started doing green bottling. And- sunlight? Uh, sunlight's definitely a, a key factor in um, uh, the degradation of whiskey uh, uh, along with uh, evaporation. So, which is why it's important to have a good cork on your bottle, ladies and gentlemen, because, um, uh, you know, it might not be apparent and you might not ever notice it, but you're always, um, you know, oxygen plays a role in absolutely everything we do, whether, um, you know, like for instance, in this bottle we have sitting here, uh, the 18 year, this bottle is what a third of the way full. So this bottle is evaporating just in the same way that a Coke, you know, a Coke bottle would with like carbonation. Yeah. After you open that bottle a few times, it's going to get flat. Essentially right? oxidizing because there's oxygen in the bottle. Yeah. And you're completely changing the profile of the whiskey. So like, um, you know, take a t- t- pour two glasses of whiskey. Let one. Drink one, or or I should say, let pour a glass of whiskey. Let it sit out overnight, then pour a fresh glass of whiskey, and you will notice a distinct taste. Trust me, I've left glasses out overnight and been like, "No, nah, this is still good." Uh, it's not. We should try <laughs> that sometime, but with something much cheaper than this. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So but, uh, no, evaporate, and that's why it's important to have a good tight cork on the bottle and a good uh, cork quality as well, because that holds, um, you know, the twenty-one years of. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears, essentially, on Glenfiddich's part in that bottle. And if it doesn't have a good cork, um, it's it's slowly but surely leaking out, and you'll lose over time. Last thing uh, I'll say about the that, The beautiful too. essence of this whiskey. And you're going to agree with me on this, I know. Not because we're both hydrophobic, but because we both understand what has happened to whiskey over time. We both have a very similar, if not identical, one of these. And I will urge everyone that listens, I will urge you not to go out and buy yourself a decanter because mm. Jake has a bottle of Glen Livet Fittick. Glen Fittick 15. Glen Fittick 15 in that mm. bottle. And that and then so this decanter looks cool. It looks like crystal. It might be, but I think it's probably glass. Here's the reason I say that. You may think from what we just said, well, if I get a decanter with a nice tight glass top and all that, that's not going to allow anything out, it's better off. There is a bigger oxygen. There's a bigger area for, you know, cubical inch for yep. area for oxygen area. I think there's a problem there, but whatever the issue may be with a decanter, when I tried your Glenfiddich 15 out of that decanter, it was like I was drinking rusty water from a truck bed. Yep. It and was I not will. like drinking Glenfiddich 15. And, and I have said that, and that even happened like a month after putting it in there. The decanter is great. It looks beautiful. It has a good spot in the house, but I think that the... Uh, one third, maybe a little bit more that's in that decanter now is going to stay in there for aesthetics only. Right. And I am never using a decanter again and because I can't believe just over a 30-day period what happened to my whiskey. And you know and, that I'm a Glenlivet fan. Yeah. So upstairs I have the same decanter Glenn that Livet. I got as a gift with Glenlivet 12 in it, and yeah. I'm afraid to touch it because it'll ruin Dude, my like. I still have... It's the only Glenlivet I have in the house. And, it, and I'm like, if I drink it, uh, is it going to completely destroy my taste buds for Glenlivet. What I would say is I would go get a new well, I'd go get a new Glenlivet and then try them side by side. Yes. What I what I can That's say That's the plan. What I can say is that 
uh, I poured about, I don't even know, I poured most of that bottle of Glenfiddich in, in that decanter. And I still have the, um, uh, the original bottle that went in there, and I've tried them side by side. Still different, huh? It's completely different. See, and that's just it. It's so any crazy. of you that think that uh, what, what we're advising you to do is go out and find a tighter corked bottle, which is a decanter usually on Amazon, yeah. if you're going to do anything, go find a bottle that matches up with the same size and shape as your scotch bottle yeah. and reuse that. But you're still going to change the profile if the cork has anything in it. I mean, I argue that any bit of that bottle, just like the distillation process, any bit of the, the bumps, the, the dings in your the big still, tank, yeah can change the way it, dis- it it distills. Yep. I feel like your bottle changes the flavor of the whiskey. To some degree, it has to be true. Do not go buy a decanter. Now, it's cool if you want to buy some cheap-ass, I don't know, buy like a monkey shoulder. It's good whiskey. Buy one of those and throw it in a decanter and then serve it at a party. But if you leave any in that bottle, you're going to regret it afterwards. Uh, Honest yep. to God. I would, I would agree. I, You know, again, some, <clears throat> excuse me, some decanters are cool, right? They got some of them on Amazon that are like, AK-47s, and they got some of them that sit sideways, and it's a boat, and they got all kinds. You know, <laughs> yeah. they got all kinds of neat ones, right? And uh, that those people are not whiskey scientists. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly what I'll say. Uh, is that they're cool? Uh, they're cool, but for me, they're not practical anymore. Um, I think that my uh, my whiskey bottle that is provided by the distiller is exactly what my whiskey needs at this point. Agreed. So, so what are you going to tell me about this bottle, Jake? Oh, I was actually about to write them down real quick in secret, but if you're just going to broadcast You just go it. for it. I've already done it. All right. One. Jake's going to give me his review of this whiskey. Now, we have a one, two, three, four, five, six true rating system with a seventh joke rating system, which is the surprise butt sex face, which we give our women some whiskey. We're not giving them 21-year-old SBSF. We're not giving them a 21-year-old scotch, but package and labeling, bottle and cork, in-glass aesthetics, nose, initial taste, and finish. What do you got for package and labeling on this guy? Oh, so I've got two different packages, and I'll say both of them are uh, the old bottling and the new bottling package are awesome. So um, I will go with an eight. For okay, so the, that's an eight out of ten with also a tenth factor in there, so now, eight point zero. Yep. So here's the thing with that too. Um, I have uh, again the newer and the older bottling. The one that we're drinking currently is the older bottling with the batch number sixty eight. If we were going off of the other one that I have, the newer bottling of it, I'd probably I'd probably knock that down a little bit. I have no idea what the cap looks like because I have not opened it. But what I can say is that they do not have the batch number on it, Shameful. and I like. The, Shameful. The more information, the better, in my opinion. So I really enjoy this particular bottling. I don't know if it would go up, uh, or I, I should say it would probably go down if it was the newer bottling of it. But the one we're looking at now, yeah, I'll go with a... Um, I'd like I'd like to jump in on you. An eight on that. We don't have it here, but the bottle comes in a very nice... Doesn't it come in a nice box as well? It, yeah, it comes in the same box that the 23-year comes in, obviously, just with a different graphic on the right. top. But it is the spin uh, where it's like an inner You like pull on this tab, right? Yeah, and, and it does a 180 and spins around on you. And so that's why I rated the package and labeling where I did it. We'll get to my well, rating you know in what? a second. Here, but... And, and while, while I'm doing this, while I'm bullshitting, I'll let you go ahead and take a look at the old... Uh, I got a pee, bro. I'm just going to do it. The new going. Just no, don't stop. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Now we're good. That's that right. Oh, yeah. This is the new one? Yep. Oh, this is the older labeling. Okay. Now. Yes, uh, I've seen this. The bottling bottling looks pretty cool. But. no, those are the West uh, West Virginia roads. Yeah, right. Still covered nice. Snowy roads. Yep, shitty. Um, Bottle and cork. Uh, Damn it. Bottle looks great. Cork. All right. Hang on. Hang on. 
It's a little squeaky, but it's not bad. It's not the squeak that bothers me. It's the lack of the... Wait, let me wet my whistle. The lack of the... That gets me. Um... I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a four on that. I'm gonna, I'm, oh I'm, my I'm, goodness! I'm, I'm gonna go with a four on that guy. All right. I How like, about the I like the wood top. I really like the inlaid Glenfiddich yeah. coin. I think whatever I do with this bottle, I might try and pop that stag out of there because that looks awesome. I, or I would probably just, just cut the cork off and mount the whole wood. Just keep thing. that, yeah, because yeah. that that looks pretty badass. But um, yeah, I'm gonna give that a four. In glass aesthetics. Oh, I'm gonna give that a five. Okay. Give that a five. How about your nose on that guy? Nose is good. The nose is really good. I thought so too. Not as good as the Dalmore, but way better than the rest of the Glenfiddich lineup. Yes. Definitely. So what do you got? I won't I'll give that a seven, I think. Okay. And how about the initial taste? You're gonna try it again. He's got some more in the glass. Ladies and gentlemen, here he goes. Yeah. That's good. See? I would I'd I'd give it a seven. As well. Okay, for the initial taste. And how about the finish on that guy? Oh, well, that requires another taste. I feel like you're breaking the rules here. Go with a six. With a six? All right, we're going to leave it there. All right. What, what was I at? <clears throat> you were at a six. This was for the... Eight. Was this a... Was this a- uh, switch over the 18? Nope, this was not. This was, uh, I don't right even want to know because it, it skews yeah. our rating system. So, yeah, you're right. I will say that I've got to take my bottle and cork up to a five. That's the only thing I'm going to change here. Oh, I didn't change the in glass aesthetics. That's supposed to be a six. So, um, I, Jake gave this guy, oh, I'm sorry. Goddamn. I'm sorry. I did already change it. Seven and a five. All right. And a 6.5 for in-glass aesthetics. I feel like maybe I've given that too much because it doesn't look a whole lot different. But this puts us at a 6.0, which this is the first one where it breaks the rating system. But I will say Mm -hmm. it's expensive. We're not keeping price involved here. We're talking just price through, you know, we're talking just flavor through through the bottle. And what I'm thinking about this is it is a unique scotch because it is a rum finished scotch. Mm -hmm. It is not a base scotch, not a plain old scotch with a special malt. It is just a rum finished scotch at a long age. So this comes out to a six. It actually busts our rating system up, but I think we can't help but be a little bit subjective uh, and include price in our brains. And the 18 year is so good for the money, for half the money, mm-hmm. that it's hard to give this thing above that. And and, and our rating system in that, re- in that respect works. Uh, Jake is a, an eight on the packaging labeling, four on the bottle and cork, Five on the in-glass aesthetics, seven on the nose, seven on the taste, six on the finish. I am a seven on the package and labeling. Just in, just in general, he's a seven. Yeah, I am. Just in life. <laughs> Eight if you talk to my wife. Uh, <laughs> package and labeling, I'm a seven. Uh, bottle and cork, five. In-glass aesthetics, I'm a 6.5 because I really do like that, the way that that, uh, way that, that thing looks um, in the glass. I do. It's, it's a little bit lighter in color, but maybe I'm just being fooled by it. Um, I love that. The nose, I'm giving it a six because I think it's good, but it doesn't dig too deep. It's just kind of a good, nice, easy nose with a little bit of rum to it. It's just there. But I'm usually a little lower on the nose than that, so I actually am kind of okay with where that lands. Kind of impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the initial taste, a five, because it's not all that much crazy difference from like the 18. But then when you get into the finish, I give it a six because I think that that rum cask finish really adds a little bit of, it's almost like not smoke, but it's almost an ash 
uh, mixed with a uh, spiced rum flavor. So I get a little bit from that. Uh, brings us out to a 6.0. And I think the reason we chose to leave the, the, the price off of this is because we knew that we would inherently yeah. <clears throat> have to compare it in our heads to the other stuff we've drank. And this is proving the system works. It is an awesome scotch, but I don't think it beats the Dalmore Cigar Mall. I don't either. And the, the final score on this was a 6.0, which I believe is the same as the 18-year. I, I think, think the 18, 18 might have been a, actually a 6.2. We got to look. Was it? Oh, yeah, let's was, go back in time a little bit because I don't but remember. What, what I'm, what I'm uh, surprised at is that um, we... Uh, I actually, even though I'm, you know, slightly disappointed in this to some extent, I I rated this higher than you did, and you were the one that liked it. It is the same as the 18. Good call. Six, yeah, it was I, a six point. I do like it, but I'm very critical about certain things. I'm critical about the initial taste. Yeah. If it doesn't blow my mind, now the the How cigar I feel about the cork. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why people are all different. Yeah. Now here's the rating sheet for the cigar malt. 6.8 and that makes some sense that totally makes sense. it does it makes some sense i think the initial taste and the finish are much better i thought the bottle and cork could have been better it wasn't very tight yep and if you go back and listen to our first ever episode represent i think you'll find <laughs> out that it's really this this rating system works that's a 20 dollars cheaper scotch with as good as or better flavor overall i like the rum cask so i'm giving a little bit to the glenfiddich and and this rating system puts it at a 6.8. Yeah. It is a solid almost one point above, and it's worthy of that because it's 20 bucks cheaper, 40 bucks cheaper on sale how we bought it. And we enjoyed the hell out of that whiskey. Now it is so good. The reason I'm arguing we need to try it again next to it is we need to have a cigar with it. The same cigar, the box press Santiago Triple oh, Hero. God, it's a good cigar. That Triple Hero from Santiago, they're in Rochester, everybody. If you get a chance, order some cigars from them. Uh, it's awesome, but that cigar along with the Dalmore Cigar Malt was incredible, and it also probably skews our tasting a little bit. Our palate gets messed up, so we need to go back, try this again side by side. Oh, like a pre and post cigar. Yes, we're gonna rating. do we're gonna All do right. a review number two on this okay. twenty one sheet, and we're gonna see where it lands. We're not even gonna re review sheet that cigar malt because we already know we've got that down to as far as we're gonna get it, and actually our tasting. Um, by the time we got to the review sheet, we had had a couple puffs of cigar, but for the most part, our tasting was before cigar. Yep. Yeah. So we it, made sure of that. It, it almost may not change at all. Uh, in fact, it may make the Glenfiddich 21 review worse. Yeah. But we need to do it to be fair. We need to be completely unbiased and go from a, a, a clean slate. So yeah, 6.8 for the Dalmore cigar, mar- cigar, mar- cigar, mar- cigar malt, <laughs> cigar malt reserve. And then we got a 6.0 for the... Glenfiddich 21 rum cask reserva. Well, I mean, that it, it, it makes sense and it totally works. Look, just because the what sheet I didn't will, go up based on year and cost doesn't mean it doesn't work. No, no, listen, it, it works 100%. I, I love the fact that the sheet works. What I'm still upset about is that I could have either bought this one bottle of 21 year or I could have bought two bottles of 18 yesterday and I didn't buy two bottles of 18. Yeah. Well, that's a little upsetting. That's exactly why this matters. Yeah. And we are normal, everyday, working-class people who have spent way too much on whiskey, so you don't have to. So that's why we're the Smoking and Cast you know what? podcast. That's a, great yeah. fucking, that's a great fucking point. For anybody that's out there, uh, the 21 year is good, in my opinion. It's good. It is good. I won't take that away. Now that I have it, and I have had it, I'm not upset. But... I would buy the 18 all day. You know what really Over scares this. me? Hmm. I'm going to reveal some some future. Hmm. 
we are going to eventually try a Glenfiddich 26. Oh, no. And I'm terrified if that isn't as good as it absolutely should be. We have a Glenfiddich 23. I know we do. And a 26 to look into. I know. This is the scary part. Now, this 23 or the 21 is, is significantly better in a lot of ways than their other scotches, but it's not better enough because it's unique because it's it almost shouldn't be part of the core it should be part of the experiment it's yeah it's right it's teeter totter right it down is the line. it's right on the line i'm terrified and i urge you all to not buy any of these bottles until we have tried them or send us a couple if you're really that rich but otherwise i would say <laughs> don't buy any until we've tried them we actually do have a 26 year um and that's a uh, that's an excellent series 26 year and it is packaged well I have no doubt the cork is going to be different. I have no doubt that this bottle is going to impress us from the aesthetics. Yeah. But after having this today. And same with the 23. Yeah. The 23 year is. Yeah, it, it's very nice. It's I would say great. It's the, the packaging, exterior packaging outside of the bottle is on par with the 21, but the bottle itself looks more like the 26. Yeah. I, I think that's where we well, land on it. So this bo- this bottle that I have, which is the older, the older bottling, the older bottling package is different from the 23 because because the one that you're used to is the newer bottling where it's essentially the same just different colors yeah, right right the older one is different so if you're looking at this one that we have right here the 21 year stepping up to the 23 year the packaging is completely different on it you would you would probably label this one as lesser this is the older right yep yeah uh, this yeah, one's i almost feel like you packaging. should have given us the newer one just be, and not to not to break the uh the uh, I don't even know the honesty of our podcast, but you should have given us the older one or given us the newer one because the older one might be worth more in 10 years. Well, maybe, yeah, life and, is, and life is all about too, hindsight when, anyway. So, when we did the old versus the new on the Glenfiddich 18, we liked the new, yeah. Fuck. I feel like I might have to go home and open that one up now. I'm, I'm, listen, I don't want to say I'm disappointed by any means, but I am, um, the 21 year. Is not worth the price in my mind. I will I say that, that with definitiveness. I, I still stand by the fact that with that rum kiss to it, I almost like it more. Oh, it's good. Than but just Dalmore. mix some fucking you know rum with your whiskey. Throw, next throw time. a shot of Captain Morgan in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw right. a shot of coconut. There's another anything. thing. Somebody take notes out there, you fucking nerds. Take notes <laughs> and make sure that one day we take Captain Morgan and mix it in with our Glenfiddich 18. And see how it tastes. Seriously, no, I wouldn't even do that. Do it with the 12. Yeah, mix, that, mix a little bit of rum. Mix a little that's bit of. That's probably uh, what they did to make this bottle. Yeah, right. What's that? What's that one that comes in the big white bottle? A uh, big plastic white bottle. Oh, uh, Malibu. Yeah, yeah. Just mix <laughs> mix a shot of Malibu Ding. for every five shots of whiskey. Yeah, there you go. You got twenty one years. Well, no, I'm not you, saying that, but folks, you heard it here first, though. Jake, being the Glenfiddich guy, does not does not endorse this for the price as much as it is good and enjoyable to drink. We're gonna need to pit it against another one in its price range, which is heart heartbreaking for us because God. Two hundred plus dollars dollars a bottle is expensive. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to do this for the betterment of mankind. And For the same reason you find that girl in high school who has an OnlyFans page and you buy one of her pictures. <laughs> For the betterment of mankind, you will do this, and we will do our whiskey review for that exact reason, That's my it. friend. Dude, I have I have had uh, most of the Glenfiddichs that they offer until you get... Now, well, now that I've had the 21, I've had all of them except for the 23 and the 26 and obviously yeah. the 40 and the 50. And so I've had all of them in their experimental range. I've had all of them in their core range, and I've had some of them in their excellence range. Um, there's only two of them 
that I was uh, um, not happy about, and the 21 years, the one of them. And we'll talk about the other one next. Yeah, which you know. Yeah, yeah I I've know already, what it is. I've already griped about that enough. And, and with that, I'll tell you guys, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll talk about which of the experimental range made Jake want to beat his wife uh, on the next episode. He doesn't beat his wife. She, <laughs> she's actually bigger than him. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that next like time. 100 pounds. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make her listen to this. Yeah, she's uh, thank you all for joining us. This has been the Glenfiddich 21-year uh, rum cask reserva review, and we are both... Uh, in a bittersweet situation, happy and disappointed at the same time. Catch us next time for the 23-year review. Oh, baby, 23-year. If anybody uh, yeah. uh, has anything to chime in on or would like to say anything, please reach out to us at uh, jc at thesmokingcast.com and or... Cask crew at thesmokingcast.com. And it's actually jakecy, not jc. What are you, some sort of a, Did I say a, that? a mid-90s pop DJ? You've anyway, Jake C at thesmokingcask.com or the sm- <laughs> cask crew at thesmokingcask.com. Check out our website in the coming weeks. We're going to be working on it. That is thesmokingcask.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.